Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Hi guys, welcome back to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host, Ariel. If you've missed some of the other episodes, try to go back and listen to them because they're building on each other. I'm teaching a little bit more about energy work each time. So today's show is called Let's Talk About Dating. And I just love how somebody responded to me on Facebook and wrote, let's not. And, you know, you would think this is a really fun, happy, silly topic, and it is and it can be, but so many of you come to me for healings and we spend the whole session um, working on you and your sadness and your sorrow because you're so upset because you're still alone. So even though it sounds fun and silly and light, this dating thing, it can actually be heartbreaking and discouraging. And you can go years and years, 15 years, 18 years single. Even if you're this gorgeous, powerful woman or man, you can be single most of your life and depressed most of your life. So that's what this whole show is about, helping to kind of turn that around. For all of my wonderful bisexual and homosexual friends, you guys just have to turn my genders around during the show because to get it all in in one hour, I have to just speak from white woman in America point of view. Okay, so we're just going to start with bad date stories. <laughs> so I remember this one date. We're just going to share stories. We're going to sit around the table and talk. I remember this one date and I, you know, the guy had driven like an hour to see me. And I broke one of my rules, which I'm going to be teaching you all my games and rules during the show today. But one of my rules is you make a phone call first before you meet someone online. You talk to them on the phone first. And I thought, no, he's great. I'll just meet him. He showed up. First thing he did is just put his hand around my waist as we're walking. And I turned my body and just put my hands up. And I was like, no, thank you. So that's how the date got off on the wrong foot to begin with. And then we sat there talking, and he was actually interesting. I was listening. I was being present. He was talking about how he builds websites, and I was building a website. So I thought, hmm, maybe I should hire this guy. But the energy that was coming across to me, across the table into my belly or solar plexus, which is the third chakra or vortex in the body, was so disgusting that I just was going to throw up if I didn't get out of there quickly. So I had my feet bouncing under the table to try to get the energy to go down out of my stomach and down through the grounding system and give it to Mother Earth. My hands were moving under the table. Hopefully nobody saw this. And I was like using my fingers to get the energy out of my stomach and send it down. And after giving him about half hour of my time because he'd driven so far, I was like, well, thank you so much. It was awesome meeting you. And then we walked outside to say goodbye, and he wanted to hug me goodnight, which a lot of people do at the end of dates, and that's fine if they have good energy. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, no, thank you. That's okay. And he said, is my energy that bad? And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you could use an energy healing sometime. <laughs> and, you know, being an energy healer, that happens to me. All my daughter's boyfriends and their friends all ask my daughters later, what did your mom think of me? Did she say I have good energy or bad energy? Another thing that happens in the world of dating, if you are out there dating, 
if you're not sitting at home just pining away and whining to all your friends, I'm still single and I'm still alone. And you're not just sitting there waiting for some man to just come down the chimney and crawl out and say, ta-da, I'm here for you. You know, if you're out there and you're you're going to get some bruises and you're going to be a little bit beat up, you know, your little bit of ego that you might have is going to get bruised. I remember this one date I went on and we were just talking about business ideas. You know, it was obvious we weren't a match. We weren't that attracted to each other. We had a great talk. And as I went to say goodbye, I hugged him goodbye and I felt this compassion come out of my heart for him because he was going through a really hard time and it sounded like he was having a really hard life and this energy shot out of my heart. Well, he must have felt it. He pulled back, stared at me, quickly turned and almost ran to his car and drove past me without even waving goodbye. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm an energy healer. It just happens. So, But most people would take that as, well, there's something wrong with me. They would have gone into this whole huge mental state and called all their friends and analyzed themselves half to death. I'll never meet somebody. I'm an energy healer. And who's going to ever date an energy healer? I'm a freak and on and on and on. And we all have our thing, you know, that we could we could tell ourselves is a bad thing instead of a gift. And to me, you know, instead of turning on yourself and stabbing yourself Just step back and see the big picture. So energetically, if we look at this, usually that's your spirit guide saying, no, 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 do not date that person. Do not. We command you, do not. And they're moving them back away from you. For example, if you've been all excited about a date and then he cancels or something and the whole thing just falls apart before you even had a chance, that's usually your spirit guides. A lot of times women will tell me, and it's happened to me before too, that they started talking to someone and it was going well. And then the person had to go out of the country for months and months. There's a reason. Your spirit guides have heard your prayers. They've heard you ask for the one, for someone to be in love with, to enjoy your life with. And they're going to move out someone that they know you might have fallen for who would have ultimately been very bad for you. So give it to God. Don't take it on as yourself, as something's wrong with you. Let go of it and move on quickly. We'll be talking a lot about how to do that through this show. Another thing that happens to us, women and men who are out there um, in the dating world, is that we feel we can feel really judged at the end of the date. So my, my latest date story about judgment is I... Talked to a man on the phone from a dating site. He sounded decent, didn't sound like a killer. I'm like, okay, I'll meet him. And I didn't dress up for this. I could already tell on the phone call that we didn't have anything in common. We were on two different planets. But I thought, I'm just going to do it and be a good conversation. Might be interesting. So I show up all dressed to take a walk because that's what I asked to do. Can we get some chai or tea and take a walk? And when I get there, He's in a business suit and these fine pointed Italian shoes and he looks me up and down and his shoulders drop and he might as well just start bawling crying because <laughs> I had tennis shoes on. I was ready to walk. And and what was obviously going through his head is what a lot of us women have seen when we go on these dates, which is, oh, no, she's not the one. And it's like they built it up in their heads and they built it up in their heads like, Oh my gosh, this person that I had a 20-minute phone call with and I exchanged two emails with is going to be the one. Like, they're the one, I'm sure. And then they get there and we're not. And so I said to him, 
um, are you going to be able to walk in those shoes? And he says to me, Ariel, there's not going to be a walk. And <laughs> I just started dying laughing because what he was trying to do is just gently and carefully let me down and let me know that this actually is not a match. And, you know, because you can really tell right there in the very beginning if it's a match or not, most of us. So <laughs> I, instead of letting him just walk away in five minutes, I, I gave him a little lesson in dating. I just have to. I'm a teacher. I have to. And so I just said, look, let me, let me talk you through a couple things real quick here. You're never going to meet the one this way. So I talked to him about relaxing, being in the moment, hearing a person. They may not be the one, but they may say, you know what? I have a sister or cousin or friend you would love to meet. And he blew it. He would never hear that from anyone because within five minutes, he's, he's just like done. He's so depressed. He probably goes home and drinks. And so the, the whole point of this show is to keep us from these huge ups and downs. It's like getting all excited about somebody you barely even know and then showing up and meeting them and just crashing into a deep depression. Then we call our friends and we just wail to our friends and our friends are like, oh God. And then they try to start fixing it for you or they get irritated and quit answering the phone. And so my point of the show is to keep us from these crazy highs and lows and highs and lows and instead even it out so that you're just actually being loved and you're just looking for opportunities to be loved. For example, you know, if you go to a business meeting, this has nothing to do with dating, but it's the same thing. You go to a business meeting, it's an opportunity to be loved. Of course, the meeting is going to be boring or some of them, most of them, but it's an opportunity to be God's love, to share energy, to meet a soul. So the guy that I was talking to, the five minute date guy, he looked at me like I was crazy because I was like, you know, be God's love on these dates. Like, listen, that person may leave and five minutes later, they may get in a car wreck, cancel, cancel, and be killed. And that was it. You were the last person on earth they talked to. You want to make sure that you are listening and present and you may say something that changed their whole lives. You know, you may say just the right thing and and that's all they needed to hear. And then they go and die. Like, maybe they're in your soul group. You know, maybe you came in together and you knew each other from another life. And some of you might thinking, be thinking, on a dating site? Yes, on a dating site. Because one time I went to my friend, Rebecca Rosen, who's a psychic medium here in Denver. And she did a channeling for me. And she said, this guy that I was seeing was from my soul group. Well, I met him on a dating site. You know, the sphere guides are going to use lots of different ways to make your crawls path. Your, <laughs> your paths cross. And so they're going to make sure that you are going to have contact with each other on this planet so that you can spark something in the other. And when I said to the five-minute date guy, I was like, yeah, I mean, you just want to ask God's presence is here with the person you're in front of. He said, who? And I said, God's God. Who? God. <laughs> So you can see how we were not on the same page at all. <laughs> he didn't even know what I was talking about. So one of my um, one of my goals for the show is just to teach you guys the games that I play, to cheer my friends on, and to make sure that we don't fall into a funk and we don't give up. Because half the reason most of my friends haven't met someone is because they're just so upset about... Um, 
all the bad dating stories that they just quit. Another thing that I'm going to be talking about in the show is how to soften ourselves and how to call someone in energetically. That'll be the whole third section and last section of the show. Um, Basically, what I mean about that is that, you know, one time I did this experiment and I cleaned my basement and then I headed out to the grocery store and I looked down at myself. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going into public in this shapeless, dirty outfit. It was like this black baggy linen wrinkled skirt. And I thought, I I don't care. I'm just going to go in. I feel great. I feel organized. I feel soft. I've been quiet all day. I got hit on about five times in the grocery store because of my energy. So when people tell you what to wear on a date or what to wear when you go to the grocery store in case you meet someone, I would throw all that out the window. It's, It's about your energy. And we'll talk more about that as we go. So there are there are many levels to the energy field, and you can listen to the, to the other shows to hear some of them. But in this one, I'm going to talk about this hourglass shape. Some of you healers out there have seen this. So there's this huge upper vortex, and it, it starts at your abdomen, and it opens up around your upper body, and it opens up above your head. So if you raise your arms in the air to say, oh, my God, what a gorgeous sky, that's the shape of the upper vortex. And then there's a lower vortex. So take your arms and point them downward like you're wearing a big skirt around your legs. And it also meets in that same point in the abdomen. That is the other half. So you can see how on this level of the energy field, the body is perfectly divided. The way this huge upper vortex is formed is that You know the little tiny vortex in the top of the head that I've described in other shows that's the little crown chakra? Well, if you drop a pebble in water and that little ring begins to make ring after ring after ring, that's exactly how these vortexes or whirlpools are or chakras are in our bodies. So if you widen that little cone in the top of the head that opens to the heavens and then you widen it and widen it and widen it, it's going to get bigger and bigger. And then each one of those is not just a ring, it's actually a cone or a funnel. So if you take the smallest ring and you come down to a point in your body, it's going to meet right in there in the center of the third eye. The third eye opens to the front and to the back. So a vortex to the front and back. Then you widen that ring and it comes down to the next chakra, the throat. The point does and on and on. So it comes down through every point in your body. And then you reverse that when you get to the lower body and you've got this little tiny base vortex between your legs, the base chakra that connects us to the earth. And then again, you let it radiate out and create bigger and bigger rings. Next thing you know, your legs are inside of that vortex. Instead of the vortex is inside your legs, it's outside of your legs creating a big skirt. These two big vortexes spin two completely different opposite ways. And then the light pours and gets sucked in and out. So you're connecting to the earth, lights pouring up and down. You're connecting to the heavens, the lights sucking down through these vortexes and filling you to the ground. People who are imbalanced and just have their upper vortex lit up and not the lower are the ones who are always praying and manifesting and calling in the one energetically. And then the people who are just in the lower, have most of their energy in the lower, the ones who are just like, go, 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 I got to find the one. I'm going to have 10 dates this week and I've got to find them. And they're not doing the spiritual part of it. They're not um, connecting to source. They're not being love. They're not bringing God's presence 
into the situation or into the date or the party or the bar, wherever you are. A lot of my friends complain, you know, that they're still alone. And I say to them, well, what did you do? What have you done today? You know, what did you do? Name three things you did to bring someone in there. Like, um, I prayed. I, I journaled about it. I did a vision board. I asked my angels and guides to please help me. I made a list of who I want, what I want. I've kept my heart open. I organized my closet and I put hangers for a man in my closet. And I got another table beside my bed for his things. And I'm like, but what did you do? Like, those are all great to build the energy and cost win. And I love all of those exercises. But what exactly did you do to bring someone in? You know, what did you go out and do? How did you how did you get things moving? How did you show up in the world? And the whole next um, section of the show is going to be about all the games that I play and that I've forced my poor girlfriends to play with me <laughs> so that we keep going, so that you don't just fall apart and give up and get frustrated and desperate, but you're just having fun, you know, because as girlfriends, you know, I don't want to hear you whining and complaining every single time I pick up the phone or check my texts. Like, thanks a lot. You know, I'm not enough fun for you and your family's not enough and your amazing career isn't enough and your health isn't enough. It's like, really, you have to have a guy to make you happy. And without that end final goal of the guy, you're not going to be happy. I mean, all of us know that dating can be super fun and relationship can actually be kind of heavy and serious. Like, here we are struggling and struggling, never really living in the moment just so we can have that great relationship. But sometimes relationship is really hard. And we look back and go, God, I wish I was just dating. <laughs> Enjoy the commercial. I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Yeah, where are my emails anyway? Only a couple of you guys have written me. Hey, thanks to the guy or person in Trinidad 
for, for sending me an email. There are like over 13,000 downloads of the show so far, and I should have way more emails. So send me feedback. Are you guys even listening to these commercials? Okay, so this part of the show is all about games, the games that I play to stay childlike and fun instead of like, oh, dating so serious. And believe me, for those of you who are not single, it, it a lot of it feels very serious when you're out there looking for someone. A lot of it... Um, isn't as fun as it sounds. And that's what this show is for. So if you're not single and you know people who are, definitely share the show with them. So let's talk about some weird advice out there about dating. I'm sure all of you have had someone look at you and say to you, when you're not looking, you're going to meet someone. When you least expect it, you'll meet someone. This is true. We all meet someone like randomly. That's awesome. But now that most of us have been married and divorced and have children and powerful careers. It's not so much like that anymore. I mean, it does happen. It's happened to me. It's happened to everyone I know. But at the same time, I have a lot of friends who just rely on that. If I don't look, it's going to happen. It's like going to the mall to buy a shirt. And you're like, if I just stand here in the middle of the mall or sit in that cozy chair in the middle of the mall, the shirt will just come to me. Mm, I would say get going. This whole part of the show is about your lower body. It's about action. You know, say you're in, in a mall or somewhere and there's a guy beside you and he doesn't speak to you. How many women out there has this happened to? I mean, I can see all of you raising your hands. You know, it's just not how it was when, when I was in my 20s. Yeah, I never looked for a guy. Men approached me. But that's because I was softer and a little spacey and I wasn't that grounded and and I was young. And But now, you know, that guy in the mall looks at me, he glances at me, and I look powerful and I look intense and he can tell that I'm successful and he can tell that I really don't need him. And he's thinking, you know what? That's not going to be easy. That person might be difficult. She's not going to be this soft little thing that just admires me anymore. So times have changed. You know, we're in this place where women have become really aggressive and really powerful in careers. And I don't think we should back off at all. But I do think that men are balancing us out. You know, it's the yin and the yang. Somebody has to become more feminine. And since women aren't going backwards, men are becoming more feminine. And they should. That's what needs to happen because, you know, if they act all macho, we make fun of them. So they learn, okay, don't act all macho. Okay, relax. And then they open the door for some woman and then she yells at him. And then he doesn't know, should he open the door for the next person? You know, men don't know quite what to do. So I just feel like we need to kind of guide them. We need to be um, kind of running the show here. They're a little bit lost. They love us, but they don't know how to approach us. They're lonely. The men on my table are so lonely, but they don't know how to get through that. So speak to men. You know, they're just like little boys in grown bodies. If if you're in the grocery store aisle behind a little kid in a cart, you're going to be like, hi, how are you? And and yet that same little boy is going to or kid's going to grow up to be an adult and then we don't talk to them. So one of my games is juggle three balls in the air at once. So you need three things going at once. That way you don't get stuck on one. For example, when I say three balls, I mean three men. Like you're texting a guy and you're emailing a guy and then you met someone out in public and you guys have a date Friday. That's three. Give them a nickname. Call your girlfriends and say, okay, Curly just dropped. And what that means is you dropped the ball. Like you had three and one fell to the ground and you need to replace it. 
because if it, if it, if he did something like he didn't text you all day or for two days, he's out. Let him drop. Be picky. This is a game. Keep it moving. Keep three fresh balls in the air at all times. So let that drop and then text your friend. New guy, tall guy. I have three balls, tall guy. Sometimes you might text your friend and go, wow, all three balls just fell to the ground. I have nobody. But what it does is it keeps you from going I have to be with him. I just have had one email and he's the one. Okay, great. Put two more in there. I need to see that you're texting, emailing two more. I'm not talking about sleeping with three men. Do not be sleeping with these guys. Because as you heard from my last show, if you sleep with them, you're going to wake up in the morning with all of their issues in your body. So if they have had sexual abuse or they have low self-esteem, that's in your body. You're going to feel the same thing the next day. So this is just a light, fun game, coffee, talking, and somebody's finally going to win. One of those three men will stick it out. Your balls are going to constantly be falling. You're constantly going to be replacing them. Another game is to connect to five men a day out in public. The reason for this game is because one reason we're not meeting anybody, as we all know, is we're stressed out, we're rushing, we're just getting in, getting out, we've got things to do, and we're not being in the moment. We're not being God's love. We're not being nice to each other even. We're just like rushing. So again, text your friend, get a friend. If you don't have a single friend, um, you can write it in your journal, but have a friend that you text like this. So I'm in the grocery store aisle. This is my one of my favorite stories. And I say to the guy in front of me, so that's a lot of toilet paper you've got there. <laughs> I think you have enough now. And he just cracked up and he said, I own apartment buildings. These are for my apartments. And then I get to the car, text my friend, one, said hi to a tall guy in the grocery store. I said, da, da, da. Like you tell the one-liner, the stupid one-liner that you said. And this cheers your friend on. And so they're like, one. And they text you. Like they're trying to keep up with you. One time I was in the store and I kept smiling. <laughs> you know how you keep seeing the same person in different aisles? So it started to get a little awkward. I was smiling at this man. I get to the self-checkout. He's checking out up ahead of me with his boyfriend. <laughs> And they're laughing and pointing at me and whispering and talking and grinning. I was so embarrassed. I get in the car. Three. Said hi to a gay man who showed up with his lover. <laughs> so the point is you keep each other high vibe instead of whining to each other all the time. This should be a daily fun game. So when you meet someone, you're actually sad that your fun is over. And you cannot go to bed at night until you have met all five. You have found five men. I have this one friend who lives way out in the suburbs. And she's like, crap, I only have four. And it was 930 at night. She goes to the grocery store to buy something. She searches every aisle and there's not one man in the whole damn store. So she gets out to the parking lot and she sees a man going to his car way across this lot. And she goes, nice moon, eh? And he looked at her like she was freaking crazy. She gets in the car, five. <laughs> You know the game is really working when you get over your shyness and you start talking to men that you really want to go out with. At first, you might talk to men that no way would you even be interested in, but you're warming up. And then you know that it's really working for you when the universe starts mirroring you back. So, for example, you head out to speak to your five men first thing in the morning. You might see him in the parking lot and he speaks to you first and he says something hilarious that cracks you up first. That's how you know you're giving off the energy so strongly that people are picking up on it, reading it, and they're engaging. I have two powerful, strong, gorgeous, 
women friends who are actually married because of this game. So one of them used to go to this coffee shop all every morning, half asleep, rush off to work. And she's looking around going, okay, I got to play Ariel's game. All right. I got to pick a man here to talk to. Okay, I'll say hi to that man over there. So she said good morning or something. They're now married with two kids in a big, wonderful house. Same with my other friend. Gorgeous, strong woman, successful. And no one was talking to her. She was crying. I'm going to be single forever. And she's in the elevator and she's like, okay, I got to talk to this man because I need to meet my quota for the day. And she spoke to him or joked with him. And they're married with two kids also in a beautiful... Um, home with beautiful land. So some of you are totally against online dating, but here's, here's the name of the game. If you have said hi to five men today and strangers that you did not know before that moment, and you have done three things a day, which I'll talk about next, to, toward meeting someone, awesome. You don't have to get online. But the reason most of us end up online is because that has not been working for us. So if you're still single and you're, you're still against online dating, let's reassess that. So the way this works is if you've said hi to five men, awesome. You don't have to go on the damn site. You, you don't have to get on it. You don't have to open it. Most women get on there and they just look at the men, you know, the first 20, and they just start crying. Like, really, this is the selection, really? And they just throw in the towel and give up. But my theory on this is you should not look on there and see that tons of men or several men on the, on the site are for you. I mean, you should not be able to walk down the street and say, oh, I'll take him and him and him. You should really have to search for your man. If you're authentic and you're different, you're unusual and you're yourself, you should only be a match with about 1% of the population. So that's good. If you get on there and you're just like, no, 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 swipe, 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 good. That means that you're being picky. So the name of the game is you've got to find someone before you get off. Say you have one more, you've, you've said hello to four men today and you have one more to go. You get on the site and you can't get off of there till you find one person that you could send a little email to. So you may go through a hundred, but when you find someone who looks like they're pretty cool, they're saying something interesting, then by all means, send them a little email and talk about something you saw in their profile that was interesting. Keep it just one or two lines. So if they respond back to you, we're going to run with this. Like what happens when they respond? Um, because if, if you wrote him, that's five, you're done. It doesn't matter if he writes you back or not. You're done. You did your five. And you can put him as one of your balls in the air. But if he never writes you back, his ball falls. You've got to replace that ball you're juggling. So if he emails you back, let the emails go a couple of times, but then move it to a phone call if, if he hasn't already. Because as all of us know, they... A lot of people just want to talk to you online. So just quickly move it and don't blame yourself and say, oh my God, he didn't call me back. He didn't, I shouldn't have given him my number. No, it's more that he just wasn't for you and he was never going to follow through in the first place and you just weeded him out. So that's good. Remember, don't turn this on yourself. The other thing is after the phone call, if you felt like, okay, we're, you know, he was okay, then I want you to just go ahead and pick your place where you want to meet. I like to always pick the same place. I like to make it between my work and home so it's easy for me. I like to pick a place where I love the tea that they have there because 
I need to get something out of it. You need it to be easy. I don't get all dolled up and dressed up for someone I don't even know. You know, if they can't see past what I'm wearing or my tennis shoes or lack of makeup, then they're not for me anyway. Good to know. And make it, you know, make it just something super easy for you. If if after the phone call you decided, oh my God, I I could not, I cannot meet this person. All you have to do is just text them and say, you know, I had a blast talking to you, but it wasn't a match. I have so many friends who will not get on online dating because they don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> That's how nice some of us are. So you, you're not going to hurt them. You're just going to be clear with them so that they can move on and meet the next person the next day. You know, they might meet the love of their lives the next day. So don't be like dragging it out. If, if you go for you know, tea and you decide, oh God, you know, I was God's presence. I was loving. I listened and oh, no way. I don't want to go out with this person, which will be most of your dates. That's just, that's how it is. It should be hard for you to find the one. I mean, all of us have these amazing stories where we just landed into a relationship, but that's not always the case. That's one of those great moments in life. So all you have to do if you know, as you're leaving, if he looks at you and says, so would you like to go out again? You can just say, you know, I was in the moment and I was just really listening to you and I wasn't analyzing this. I haven't really thought about it. I'll text you tonight. And then that evening you can just text. Thank you so much. I loved your story about your life, da, da, da. Um, but I don't think we're a match. Another one of my games is where you have to do three actions toward meeting someone every single day. <laughs> this sounds like a lot of work, but it can go really fast and it can be really fun. So, you know, I used these, these three things. I used this action of these three things to find my last boyfriend. I went for a walk. This beautiful hawk flew by and I knew my guides were with me and I just watched the hawk going back and forth in the trees and it, it tuned me into having a conversation with my spirit guides who I don't see as hawks, but I see as like beings of light. And the hawk was just like a symbol to me that they were with me. And I just started saying to them, you know, I love you guys. I love all of my angels all around me and I never feel alone. This has been awesome. I feel so close to you. And I too feel like you. I feel like I'm made of light. But I think I need a human now. <laughs> I've been single for a very long time. And I was like, I think at this point, I probably need a human. I'm thinking maybe this isn't so healthy anymore. I think I should have a relationship with a real human. Like, can you please send me an angel on earth? Can you pr please send me a man who is an angel? And then I went to my yard and I just kind of pouted for a little bit. And, and then I asked myself, have you done three things today? And then I realized, duh, okay, no. So I texted someone about the hawk, a guy that I've been texting. I emailed somebody back. And then I remembered this dating site that I'd paid a couple of thousand dollars for because I just didn't have time to put into dating. So I thought, well, they'll match me up. But it turned out there's hardly anybody on the site. So I hadn't checked it in 30 days because I'd already looked at everyone on the site because nobody's going to pay that money. So it was really a small selection. And that's when I found my boyfriend. He was a new member. And I spent the whole night looking up documentaries on the country he was from in West Africa. And his end of that story is he too was taking action. He had also paid money. He talked them down a little bit more than I did. 
<clears throat> and he was on the site and he had looked and he too had given up on the site. And so what, what he did is he took a cup of water and he went outside in his yard and he threw some of the water on the ground, which is sort of a ritual they do in West Africa where you throw it to the ground and you give it to your ancestors. And when you do that, you give that offering, you ask them for something. And so he asked for a woman who would complete his family, a woman that would be there for him and his kids. So you can see how we both took action by paying the money, getting there. And we both thought we were crazy doing it. We thought, what the heck are we doing? And all our friends were like, I can't believe you paid that money for that site. But we knew, we had this feeling inside, like we knew that there was a reason. We knew there would be somebody on there for us. And then at the same time, we moved into the spiritual. So he called on his ancestors. I don't call on my ancestors. I go higher to a higher level angels and guides, as you'll hear about in one of my shows, can't remember which one, the, maybe it's the prayer one. And, and he asked, he said a prayer. I too said a prayer. I had a talk with my guides and asked them. So when we move into this next and third part of the show, it's going to be all about that upper vortex, which is calling someone in, you know, with your prayers, with your light, bringing them in. And, but never do one or the other, you know, never just do the, lower half of your body, which is action, 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 and you're not feeling happy, you're not enjoying yourself, you're not having a good time. Because what if you never meet the one, right? That's everyone's greatest fear. What if you never meet the one? Well, then I hope you had a really good time as you looked and as you searched. I hope you had fun as you went, as you lived. So enjoy the commercial, and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. I just heard the commercial talking about the videos page. And we just updated that, by the way, so it's a lot easier to use if any of you are having trouble um, downloading or purchasing some of the instructional videos on how I do my healing work. 
So this part of the show is about that whole manifesting piece of dating. You know, I have one friend who is just like, I've done everything right. It must be me. I give up. I paid $5,000 for a private matchmaking service and they couldn't find anyone for me. You know, good, good. If there's no one on there, that's good. It means you're authentic, you're different. And then she said, I told all my friends that I'm available and asked them, you know, send people my way. And none of them could match them up with anyone. And that's that's how I am too. Nobody can think of someone they would want to date their healer. <laughs> and and they've been going out and talking to people everywhere they go. And part of it is like, how are you talking to people? Like a lot of women are just like talking and, and up and a little bit stressed and a little nervous, but going out and talking in a really calm, calm, peaceful, receiving way is different than you're just kind of faking it. And you're just kind of faking that you're fun instead of just being real and yourself. And we'll talk about that in this section. But first, I just want to talk a little bit about blaming yourself. You know, I remember one time, a long time ago, I really blamed myself for something that I did. I felt like I'd blown it. This is part of the reason I developed all these games because I thought, oh my God, that was such a waste of a year. So I had spent about 10 years alone on purpose. I had been married twice and I thought, Ariel, you cannot spend this entire lifetime thinking about men and relationships. What about your purpose? What about growing your career and your finances so that at the end of this life, you feel like you did it, you made it. So I married myself. I just did this little ritual. There was a ring in my mom's shop and I just used it to kind of marry myself and said, I'm in love with me now. I'm going to think about me. And I did. Uh, within that those 10 years, I think I went out for a total of a year of it, meaning here and there I would date someone for about two months. And I wasn't looking. Those were the ones that, you know, I just randomly ran into somewhere and said hello to. And and we ended up hanging out for a couple months, which added up to one whole year. But the point of this whole thing is in that time, I had my psychic friend tell me, you know, you're going to meet this person. Here's what they're like. They're the one. And I waited and I waited and I was expecting it. And about a year later, there he was. I met him. He came with his whole family for an energy healing. And I knew before I even looked at him, I could feel it. This was the one that she was talking about. He didn't recognize it. So about 10 days later, I was just like, you know, I have to tell him. So I told his sister. I was like, there's this whole prediction around your brother. And he was supposed to be the one. And she told him, which I knew she would, he thought it was just so weird. He just thought it was weird. And it's like I blamed myself forever for that, for telling him, why did I tell him? And then I realized, wait, this it just wasn't a match. Let it go. Because when I met my last boyfriend, he told me the same thing. On the second date, he was like, you know, you've been predicted. I was like, what? He said, yeah, I went to a tarot card, or card reader months and months ago, and she told me that a spiritual woman would find me, and here you are. And then it was a match, right? It's a match. We tend to say, we messed up. Why did we mess up? I shouldn't have said that. So there's another thing that people do, which is they make a list. And I've done that. The, re the, the reason I know all this stuff is because I've already done it. I already failed. So just listen to me and then you don't have to go through it. <laughs> You've probably already been through it. 
But I made this list, you know, and everyone says be specific when you're co-creating. So I made this specific list and I met him and I married him. And my sister came over one day and she looked around. She's like, you made it. You have everything we ever wanted. And we had like this Virginia brick around our chimney and this wood stove and and these wooden cabinets in the kitchen and this island made of wood and stainless steel and the door was open to the yard and my husband was out there chopping wood and there was this huge acre-sized garden behind him and it just looked like a fairy tale and I was freaking miserable. I was like, oh my God, if I made it, I need to reassess here. So of course we ended up getting a divorce and I moved on and set myself free and began creating a little more loosely, meaning I taught myself how to create moment by moment. And here's how this works. You, instead of projecting way out with your mind, deciding what you want, base it off of the moment that just happened. So say you go on a date and it sucked. You call your friend on the way home and you say to her, really what happened? And she already starts laughing or he, because they know that it went poorly if you're playing the game. (laughs) And so you just make it up. You go, really what happened is he actually asked about me. And she's in hysterics saying, he didn't even ask about you. <laughs> You're like, um, really? He didn't know much about soccer at all. And he didn't even know how to talk about soccer for an entire hour. And your friend's wailing, laughing, right? And it's the opposite of calling her and saying, okay, I'm bummed. It sucked. I'm going to give up. I quit. This dating thing isn't for me. I'm just going to shrivel up and be single forever and ever and ever. And I'm not going to have any fun and I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm just going to sit in my house. Or you could say to her, really, in a perfect world, really what happened is that his shirt was so beautiful. It was the best fabric and it fit him perfectly. It actually fit his body. And she's laughing and laughing and saying, well, what was he wearing? And you say, really, he did not show up in a hot pink, tight, silky, shiny shirt that did not fit his body. And really, he actually looked like his online picture. (laughs) And at this point, she's dying laughing, but also she is joining you. Teach your friends this. Teach them how to join you and say, what else did he talk about? And this is when you both really start creating together. It's like saying a prayer together. And you say, really? He talked about amazing moments in his life, life life-changing events. He said really interesting things. He and I had a lot in common, on and on and on. I was attracted to him. Another way to send vibrations out from you to call someone in is to pretend. You know, we spend all this time in childhood just pretending and playing and pretending and playing, most of us. And some of us continue to do that into adulthood. We make toys and we design things. And, but most of us really shut it off and shut it down. And, and really, I think that one way to meet people is to pretend that you are. One time I was walking around around this track out in the middle of a field. And I put out my hand and pretended I was holding someone's hand. And I was talking to them like they were my beloved. And we were talking. And yes, people were passing me and hearing this. (laughs) I didn't care. I was creating this. And as I walked off of the track, I met someone. He was playing soccer in the field. And he said, hey, are you Ariel? I think we have mutual friends. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. 
<clears throat> but then nothing really happened of it, with it. I just went on home. And about a week later, I was pouring myself a cup of tea. And instead, I decided to pour two cups. And so I got out another cup and pretended I was pouring one for my beloved. And then I heard a man's voice out in the carport. So I go running out there because I'd left my homeschooled daughter out there painting her teepee. And it was him. He was out there talking to her because he too was an artist and he was talking to her about her colors and her choices. And we ended up hanging out for several months after that, actually. So here at the end of the show, I'm going to really, really make us all together go into creating a vibration that's coming off of you to attract someone. So <laughs> if you're already in a relationship, just think it's funny. You don't have to engage. Just enjoy the attention coming at you. You know, because I spent hours yesterday just getting ready for this show. I went on a walk last night with my dogs and I had my headsets in so that I could listen to myself do the show to make sure I was getting my point across. And I swear to you, four men hit on me on accident. One almost ran into me. One gave me these like squinted eyes look like he just squinted like, hey, I'm sexy. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> so be ready to have men coming towards you after this little meditation we're going to do. But this is a way to kind of soften and make sure you're not giving off a vibe that's unapproachable. You can use this before you go to a party. I had a friend who used to use this and men would talk to her. And if she didn't do this before she went out to a bar or out with friends, she did not get approached. So that's what a huge difference this exercise makes. A lot of us get all dolled up, tons of makeup, look sexy. But if you're not approachable energetically, it's not going to bring the right type of people towards you. So just kind of breathe. If you're sitting, sit up straight. If you're lying down, that's great. I'm going to use my breath to get the energy to move through us. We're going to start with your eyes. I want you to imagine that your eyes are not like computer eyes, all stressed and strained. I want you to imagine that your eyes are just twinkling and they're just full of God's love, full of light. So when you're talking to someone in a bar and you can't even hear what anybody's saying anyway or a dance club, they can see the love in your eyes. Your nose, I want you to breathe in sparkly, fluid light in through your nose. Imagine it's just spreading through your body, all the way through your limbs. Shoulders, neck. I'm going to use my breath to remove any stress. You have to drop the stress. It's kind of like if you are married and it's bedtime and it's time to have sex and you're all stressed out thinking about your day, good luck. You're going to be like forcing it. So release the stress in your shoulders and your neck. Chest, let's look at our hearts. We ask our angels, our guides to move around us. And we just ask them to remove any guardedness or pain in our hearts, anything keeping us from being God's love, from being open. Some of us are afraid to date. We just don't want to pick the wrong guy again or we're afraid we'll get it hurt. We ask the sphere guides to remove those defenses. And to help us just keep our energy flowing. Thank you. We thank the guides for removing this from us now. Stomach. There's a vortex in the stomach. And you can be thinking, oh my God, I'm fat. I shouldn't go out. I should just work out at home. Instead, just tune into your power. That's a big source of power. Feeling powerful energetically. Confident. Confident. 
We ask that, that that builds. We ask that we feel confident. Anything in the way of that, we give to our guides. Second chakra, abdomen. A lot of people think of this chakra as like the sexual chakra. But let it build. Let it be contained in you. You know, the best lovers are the ones who don't show it. The worst lovers are the ones who are showing it on the outside. Like they're dressing all sleazy and sexy and they're acting all like flirty, sexy. But the ones who kind of contain it, like for, for those women out there thinking about men, those quiet men, those kind of reserved men, those are the good lovers. We ask that you're comfortable in your body. We ask that your hips sway and move. Imagine you're dancing. Imagine you're just kind of really into just being you and moving with the music. Base chakra, which are the legs, the feet. Think of that big, huge base skirt to the ground. Imagine you're just like a kid and you throw off your shoes and you run barefoot in the rain to the parking meter to put more money in with the guy you just met. And you're just like having so much fun like a kid. Doesn't mean he's the one. It means you're fun. So now we're going to go into the whole huge upper vortex. So the little crown chakra in the top of the head and then widen it to what's a big vortex. And we call in God's light. We ask that we're more than just a woman or a man. We ask that we're a powerful spirit walking through this plane, walking on this planet temporarily. Just in the meantime, we just happen to be passing through. We ask that we affect people. We ask that we make an impact. They never forget the love in our eyes. They never forget how we listened or what we said to them. We ask that this light radiates all around us. We ask that people feel this light. One time I was dancing behind this woman in a crowd at a concert and I remember her turning around looking at me and then apparently she went and asked her friends who I was and they said I was an energy healer and she called me and she said, I could feel your light behind me. That's our goal. When my teenager would be heading out to a party or to a concert, she and I would always pray together before she went out and we would just say, we ask God's presence to be there. We ask it's safe. We ask that it's magical. We ask that you feel amazing inside your own skin, that you feel really good about yourself, that it's happy, that it's a new memory for you that you'll never forget of just fun and play. We ask God's love is among everyone through all the people, God's joy, God's light. We ask that the angels are present. So I'm just using my breath to make sure we're all feeling this light. We ask that dating becomes an entirely different experience now that we've looked at it energetically. Now that we've looked at it through the eyes of the angels who work through me when I do my healing work. So thanks to everyone who's come for healings all these years, these 20 years, so that I can learn all about this and see it through your guides and see your lives through love. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. 
Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.